Welcome to episode 189 of The Digital Life, a show about our insights into the future of design and technology. I'm your host, John Follett, and with me is founder and co-host, Dirk Niemeyer. Greetings, listeners. So on this episode of The Digital Life, we're going to discuss a little bit about how data on human behavior has become an increasingly important asset uh, in the 21st century. And an example that came across my desktop this week was from uh, everybody's favorite ride-hailing service, Uber, which is making data available via its website called Movement, uh, which more or less offers access to the company's data around traffic flow in all the cities where it operates. So this is meant for use by the city's planners, the researchers, the analysts, the policymakers, uh, who are interested in improving the way that, that cities operate and the way we are able to get around our uh, urban environments. So, um, you know, this is uh, aggregated data, so you won't be able to figure out where uh, a person, any person in particular is going, um, and they have anonymized it, of course. Uh, so so uh, to address the, the privacy question, um, but this really is a pretty amazing global trove of data that that Uber is 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 making available. Uh, first off, it's data, it's it's data from from cities, you know, from Manila to Boston uh, to Sydney, right? It's uh, it, it's data that uh, reflects how uh, transportation works in all these cities. In fact, the uh, the case studies, uh, one of their case studies was like holiday traffic in Manila, uh, or uh, understanding the impact of the. DC Metro when it when it shut down. So so this is this is pretty incredible uh, uh, access and 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 availability of this data, and and it's interesting. It's it's not always clear uh, what what the motivations of uh, Uber might be, but but in this case, I think we can pretty safely say that this is this is a a smart move to influence policy and to design policy. I mean, Uber is not doing this uh, out of the goodness of their their uh, corporate heart. No, they're not. They are, uh, you know, in, in, in making this available, you know, maybe maybe this is the new um, the new lobbying, right, is 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 making your data available uh, because it can influence policymakers in, in ways that are um, a lot more powerful than, you know, writing a, a donation check, I think. So, so Dirk, when, when you heard about this, uh, um, this offering, what, what were the first impressions that you had? Yeah, so I, I am certainly an Uber skeptic. The, the bro culture at Uber is, is well known and has been written about the mistreatment or, and misrepresentation or under-representation of women um, at the company is, is well-documented. So, I, you know, um, I'm not a big fan of Uber. I, I use the service because it's a great convenience for me, but um, that's because my, my, I don't value my convenience as much as my opinion. And so my opinion is very negative about Uber, um, I'm, I'm sorry to say. So I'm skeptical. I mean, this... You know, look, Uber is waging war with municipalities all around the world to get into the markets, to get the right 
sort of legislation on their side, and it's it's with mixed results. Um, and to me, this is a PR salvo. Um, look, maybe there's somebody in Uber, or certainly part of it is, hey, you know, this solves our PR problem, and look, it's kind of a good thing too. Like, amen. I'm, I'm sure. I'm I'm not so cynical as to think there's zero of of their, um, you know, doing it for positive reasons, but. I mean, this is this is a, a, a rotten company, and it's a rotten company that's looking to um, to improve its image and improve its business prospects by virtue of doing something that you know the the ignorant media is happy to um, position as as something that's you know more um, more holistically serving. But I mean, make no mistake, this is about Uber making more money and. It certainly doesn't change my opinion of Uber, which is obviously quite negative. Yeah, I think it's interesting to me the uh, intimacy of 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 the data. Right, we're we're only beginning to see sort of the start of what's possible with, uh, um, say, the Internet of Things and and having sensors and devices in your house that. Uh, are really delivering information to providers, whether they be companies or uh, uh, or nonprofits or or what have you. Um, and there's this this digital um, connection that you make between uh, yourself and 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 your service provider uh, that that becomes increasingly. Um, you know, intimate for for lack of a better word. So so even though this is this is anonymized data, and 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 I get that, it, it's all about how how we move throughout the day, how we're um, uh, you know going to work, going to play, uh, going home, and and I think this is just sort of sort of the the tip of the iceberg insofar as um, it's it's a little creepy how much we're tracked and measured now. And I, I realize that this is when we live in such uh, uh, large groups, right, in cities, that that this is the information uh, that in aggregate is going to make all of our lives better because then you can plan for, uh, you know, ways that there won't be as much congestion or the ways that uh, um, uh, metro service or or uh, subway service can can get you places faster or serve underserved areas or you know any number of, of great things uh, but at the same time this this data fabric that we're creating it is also um, attaching us to corporate interests in in ways that I don't even know how to how to process yet so I'll give you another example from a company that that maybe we like a little better than uber say well, uh, so, which, so, so. which which is which is Netflix right so Netflix secret sauce is of course that they know everything that you like to watch and part of Netflix um, does that remain their secret sauce it used to be uh, keep going keep yeah going, yeah keep going. It, it's 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 there for for that company it's definitely the what they're leveraging to to invest in in these series that you know other people wouldn't think to invest in right Good. so 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 the little the little sci-fi movie um, that that was done on a budget that you know uh, other folks won't buy Netflix might buy and put in front of just the right people those right people maybe being myself who would love you know to watch an indie sci-fi sure. flick but Shane Carruth John. 
Watch the movies of Shane Carruth. All right, I'll I'll put that on the on the on the wish list. Primer and Upstream Color. For my money, he's he's the best director out there today. Keep All going. Right. So so yes so so uh, sci-fi aside. Uh, Netflix has uh, all this information which they're able to plow into their own productions to make their own content, right? Um, and so that gives them insight into what we're watching for enjoyment, what we're watching for, uh, you know, maybe for information from documentaries, how, you know, when we're watching, what our, uh, what our habits are uh, around that. So it, it's, it's similar to the type of data that, that, that Uber has, uh, but in in the case of Netflix, may, maybe it feels more like it's a service uh, than um, you, you know than something else. But you know, a, a, a third example of that, of course, are all our purchasing habits. And, and let me tell you, like Amazon is where I buy you know just about everything, right? Yeah. That's where all my Christmas shopping gets done. Um, in fact. I mean, I think you can go through my Amazon history and just see, you know, exactly what was going on in my life at the time. Me too, yeah. So, so, so these are um, data tendrils. These, these are the, the sort of the footprints of our lives that, that we're leaving uh, in cyberspace. And, and it's an asset. It is, data is the, uh, this new material asset that companies are aggregating, they're using, they're licensing, they're, they're going to combine with other data. Um, and, and so this isn't so much a, a paranoid rant as it is a reflection on um, what, what a unique and powerful asset this is and, and, and just the thought that as design material, it's very, very, you know, relatively new. Uh, and I think it could have some, some tremendous benefits for us, but but I can also see where there's uh, the potential for, for problems as well. Yeah, you know, the issue is right now it's dumb data. So Netflix, for example, very intelligently can, can push to us what we're going to like to watch and figure out what things to make to determine, you know, what we'll enjoy. But their ownership of that data um, isn't that valuable. Like if I... It's convenient that I've rated a bajillion things on Netflix, and that is all there. But if I left Netflix tomorrow for some new service, I'm not losing that much. Like, the data for me as the consumer, it, 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 it doesn't do much. It helps them maintain their business model of getting $12.99 a month out of me. Fine. But beyond that, um, it, it, it's, it doesn't have a, a more overarching value. I'll say the same thing for Amazon um, you know, Amazon purchases. I mean, those are even stupider because I, I don't think that Amazon, uh, that's probably really um, naive. I'm sure Amazon is using um, those things to figure out how to push things towards me that I would be more likely to buy. But it still is dumb. I mean, there's going to come a time, and it's decades away, not years, when a machine can interpret that data and can draw conclusions about me as an individual, conclusions that would draw me to um, date better people, draw me to pursue a better career, draw me to um, uh, spend my time in ways that are, are better for me, draw me to uh, uh, plans to work around my weaknesses or to proactively 
work with my genomic data to uh, have me doing things or buying things or behaving in contexts that make it less likely I die at an early age, right? That's when it's smart and that's when it's interesting. Right now, it's being levered for capital gain, which is fine and good, but it's, it's just not that interesting. I mean, if I left Amazon or left Netflix, it really matters very, very little. There's... Um, you know, there's other places to buy products and certainly there are other places to watch shows. Now, um, if anything, that market is is overly saturated with um, Hulu and Amazon and, and others. So um, the point I want to make is that, yeah, you know, in, in these ways that allow a company to be successful in, in capitalism, it's great. But in terms of doing really meaningful things or things that matter to me where I'd be like, oh, my God. I'm going to keep buying Netflix for the rest of my life because leaving it would just be too catastrophic. It's just nowhere near that. And to me, that's when this data will become really interesting is the decades down the road when they understand the human animal well enough to use you know, machine power to translate the choices we make into um, really, really changing our lives. Yeah, that's, a, that's an interesting take on it. I think... Um, of course, we're just at the very beginnings of, of um, you know, this kind of data aggregation and analysis and using that, you know, both in public and private uh, uh, forums to, uh, uh, you know, whether it's creating municipal policy or, you know, uh, trying to sell you, you know, uh, more stuff. Um, I do think it's going to get uh, very interesting as, as this data gets, you know, cross-pollinated and you can start to see um, uh, you know, the, the way people's habits overlap, right? So, uh, for instance, Amazon Pantry, it would be interesting to know uh, what kind of foods people are ordering in, in the city versus out in the burbs. Um, or how Who would that be interesting to and why? Well, I think it would be a interesting from a policy perspective because you could, you know, there's, there's the, the, the whole question about... Um, how people have access to, you know, good foodstuffs, right? And and whether or not... Um, By good, you mean healthy? How are you using the word good there? I, I mean healthy, right? Okay. Um, just just to tie it to some of the work that we do here at the studio, you yeah. know, understanding sort of the, the whole individual and, and, and other elements that, uh, you know, we may not necessarily associate with health. Yeah. Um, so, so I do think we're, we're sort of on the cusp of being able to do some really interesting things um, with that uh, data, whether it's an aggregate or on an individual basis. And uh, uh, that's, that's what piqued my interest about this Uber movement uh, uh, analytics website. Yeah. Listeners, remember that while you're listening to the show, you can follow along with the things that we're mentioning in real time. Just head over to thedigitallife.com that's just one L in the digital life, and go to the page for this episode. We've included links to pretty much everything mentioned by everybody, so it's a rich information resource to take advantage of while you're listening or afterward if you're trying to remember something that you liked. You can find The Digital Life on iTunes, SoundCloud, Stitcher, Player FM, and Google Play. And if you want to follow us outside of the show, you can follow me on Twitter at John Follett. That's J-O-N-F-O-L-L-E-T-T. And, of course, the whole show is brought to you by Involution Studios, which you can check out at goinvo.com, 
That's G-O-I-N-V-O dot com. Dirk? You can follow me on Twitter at D-Niemeyer. That's at D-K-N-E-M-E-Y-E-R. And thanks so much for listening. So that's it for episode 189 of The Digital Life. For Dirk Niemeyer, I'm John Follett, and we'll see you next time. <laughs>